The Forum at 8 on SAFM. Almost 30 years later, Kasatu faces an uncertain future after firing its general secretary, Zuelinzima Vavi. But a defiant Vavi has vowed to mobilize the rank and file of uh, Kasatu and to reclaim the federation. His dismissal is expected to usher in a realignment of labor that until now Kasatu has dominated. The expulsion of Numsa booted out more than uh, 300,000 workers, and the union is pushing ahead, recruiting beyond metal workers at this point. It is not yet clear what will be the next move of the seven unions that uh, suspended their participation in Kosatu in protest against Numsa's expulsion. So on the forum at 8 this morning, we discuss the challenges facing Kosatu at this point and we ask what impact, if any, will the latest spat within Kosatu have on the organization and uh, by extension on the tripartite alliance. And joining us uh, for uh, this conversation this morning, Mr. Begin Chalinchali, who is the Deputy General Secretary and now Acting General Secretary of Kasatu. Thanks for speaking to us this morning. Uh, good morning. And we also have in studio with us uh, 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 independent, uh, well, we've... We, we, we've slightly disposed independent. of independent, but slightly independent, he says, political analyst and research fellow at the Helen Sisman Foundation, Mr. Aubrey Machitri. Thanks so, so much for coming through this morning. Uh, good morning, Sakina. Good morning uh, to Babun Chalinchal. Good morning, Dr. Machitri. Before we get into the discussion, um, I want us to take a listen to uh, uh, this particular clip. Our deputy political editor, Matlatsi Gallens, uh, took a look back at the implosion of the federation that once commanded uh, the support of more than two million workers. The media was awash with stories, unfounded predictions of uh, fights and splits, and even blood on the floor. In the event the workers' parliament emerged more united than ever with a leadership returned unopposed. An optimistic Zuelinzi Mavavi less than three years ago giving a glowing review of the Kosatu elective conference. That gentleman's agreement not to contest positions for the national office bearers of the largest trade union federation is proving a colossal mistake. Vavi has lost the boardroom battle and is now desperate for an elective conference. His hope is that his larger than life personality will rally rank and file members behind him and put him back in the driving seat. This is deliberately an act of defiance on my part, even if it ends just as symbolic. It sends a message to workers that we must refuse to hand the organization over on a silver platter. Though the battle for Kosatu has been fashioned around Vavi's sex scandal and his alleged impropriety in the sale and purchase of Kosatu's headquarters, the divisions within Kosatu were already apparent at its 2012 elective conference. The leaders were divided over a Zuma presidency. Just a few years earlier, Kosatu had taken an unprecedented decision to publicly pronounce its preference for who should lead the ANC. This decision saw the then Kosatu president and now COPE member William Adisha booted out. It followed years of frustration with Tabumbeki's presidency. The drive to install Jacob Zuma was dubbed an unstoppable tsunami. Vavi, Julius Malema, the then ANC Youth League leader and SACP General Secretary Bladen Zimande became the face of the campaign. They were at the forefront of drumming up support during his court battles on corruption charges. We are here today to support the president 
spoke the end to. Because we genuinely and honestly believe in his innocence. But the Romans ended as soon as Zuma took office. Vavi had spent 10 years as a vocal critic of Mbeki's presidency. They clashed over the growth, employment and redistribution, gear policy, quiet diplomacy on Zimbabwe and Mbeki's stance on AIDS. Zuma's administration came with the promise of more worker-friendly policies. But for Vavi, Zuma also failed to deliver and came under sharp criticism over the National Development Plan, ETOLs, labor brokers, and corruption. Vavi even labeled Zuma's ANC a party of no consequence. Massive scales of corruption printed in the media all over every Sunday, every day. Absolutely no consequences. Unless we can change from that poll, our country is going to be eaten by the dogs. And we will continue to deteriorate not just to be a, a laughing stock, but most importantly, we will join the other African states as the basket case and yet another example of a failed revolution. But others within Kosati say Vavi's support for Zuma ended when he did not appoint him to his cabinet, NUM's Levuani Mamburu. This is a man whose ambition was to become the deputy president of the ANC and of the country, but his ambition were dashed. Uh, towards the ANC Mangaung conference in 2012 when his lobbyists didn't succeed. Vavi's fallout is not only confined to Kosatu. He has headbutted with his political homes in the tripartite alliance. Within the ANC, some see him as a loose cannon and an ultra-leftist. In 2010, the ANC came close to disciplining Vavi for his criticism of Zuma's government. The end of the love affair within Zumande II was a public spectacle. This time, the platform was the anniversary of the death of SACP General Secretary Chris Hani. Vavi had attacked Zimande for buying an expensive car and criticized him for joining Zuma's cabinet. Chris Hani's life epitomized the principle of selflessness. He was prepared to sacrifice all for what he believed in. At the time when many leaders were seeking jobs and polishing their shoes for ministers, jobs and other senior officials in the government which will pay better, Chris Ani took on a lowly paid but politically crucial position as the general secretary of the SACP. And not one to brush off a punch in Zimande hit back. It is also important that we are not selective or try to vulgarize his life and some of the things he said. Unfortunately, some in our own ranks try to use the statement Comrade Chris made that he was not interested in joining government to try and rubbish SACP decisions about participating in our own government. Vavi has been a dominant figure on the political landscape for well over 15 years. He is the first general secretary of COSATU to defy its central executive committee and be fired for it. But he is not going to go quietly. He still commands a following. In the coming months, we are likely to see him regroup with those in the labor movement who have been steadfastly doing battle for his corner as they attempt to capture the hearts and minds of ordinary workers. Analyst Brian Ashley. Well, this is, I think, the process that's unfolding now is to make a connection between what will emerge in some uh, time in the future 
and Kosato. I don't think he wants to abandon the brand of Kosato at all. I think he wants to, whatever is going to emerge, whatever new federation, whatever trade union uh, process that's going to to play itself out in the next month and year and so on, will have some link to Kosato because they will be taking up this campaign in the name of Kosato and to reclaim Kosato and save Kosato's soul. The realignment of the labor movement could prove to be Vivi's biggest test yet. Speculation is rife that it might be the start of a workers' party, a move that some within the left have been calling for in an attempt to unseat the ANC. But others who have tried this route before, like the UDM, COPE and EFF, have dented the ANC's power but are yet to significantly challenge the ANC's domination. I'm Gallens in Johannesburg. And back to the forum at eight, uh, what we asked is, uh, what is the impact, if any, that this latest spat within Kosatu will have on uh, the Union Federation and on the Tripartite Alliance by extension? Lines are open 891 SMS us on 34701, tweet or Facebook at AM Live on SAFM or at Sakina Kamwendo. Now, uh, Aubrey, let me start with you. Looking at what is happening um, in Kosatu at the moment, and particularly this latest spat, Vavi now out of the fold, what do you make of all of this? Well, I think we should look at what is happening uh, in Kosatu in terms of a continuum of uh, battles. Um, in other words, even the decision uh, to fire Zolinzi Mavavi, following on the decision uh, to expel Numsa, is just one um, step in a series of steps that are still to follow or one battle in a series of battles that are still to follow. In a way, it is the end of one phase and the beginning of another or the end of one battle and the beginning of another. Now, the first thing I want to say is that uh, all of us have partial access to the total um, political reality um, inside Kosatu. Um, and therefore, to understand what is going to follow beyond this point, uh, we must have a sense of humility about the variables we don't understand and how those variables will change uh, over the next uh, coming months. But I usually start in the period leading up to the formation of uh, Kosatu in 1985. And I usually argue that uh, if you go back then, uh, some of the forces are do- that are doing battle now did battle then to try and shape Kosatu or create it in their own image. For instance, there were issues such as whether it should be part of the alliance or not, or whether it should adopt the Freedom Charter or not. There were issues around the independence of the trade union movement, uh, what worker control of uh, trade unions uh, means, mm-hmm. uh, what internal democracy means. Um, and of course, those forces aligned to the Congress movement um, won the day, won the battle. But it doesn't mean uh, these issues died. They, they continued throughout uh, the past few decades and uh, came to the fore um, during this battle. Then you go to 2005, when President Jacob Zuma is fired as deputy president of the country. Kosatu was faced with a strategic choice. And in my view, Kosatu made a, a wrong strategic choice. In other words, they made a strategic error. And it is partly because of that strategic error that it finds itself where it is today. In other words, in its decision to fall behind 
uh, the Zuma coalition, they made to me what was a narrow uh, tactical or a narrow um, strategic choice when the alternative choice was to rise above the factionalism that drove the battles in the lead up uh, to Bulugwane. So in a sense, uh, the chickens are coming home to roost because of that uh, narrow strategic or narrow tactical choice that was made uh, by Kosatu, mm. in effect, to become part of a faction um, in the battle leading up to Bulugwan. And, and what we see now um, is, is, is an attempt to unite Kosatu. And, and remember, when, when the people who are doing battle in Kosatu talk about unity, they're talking about different things. For, for now, let's limit ourselves to the CEC. I think the CEC is taking the approach that when you have a cancerous limb or cancerous limbs, what you must do is to cut them off. And, and I think the, that's the approach they are taking. Uh, they are cutting off the cancerous limbs. In other words, you maximize unity by cleansing yourselves of those forces you believe are beginning to deviate from your mandate and uh, from your agenda. But <laughs> what is interesting, the irony here, is that all of those who are doing battle will claim the same thing, um, that they are fighting for the unity of Kosato. Mm. And, and, and uh, just before I get uh, Mr. Charlie Charlie to respond to that, you spoke of you know the partial access that we have to what is actually going on in Kosato, but the variables you were um, referring to, what are some of those variables and how would they change our perspective of what is going on in Kosato at the moment? Well, I'm, I'm talking about two things. Uh, I'm talking about us as analysts in particular um, should approach this with the sense of humility. We should not pretend we come to the Kosatu problem or imbroglio armed with hidden secrets about politics. We don't. Um, And therefore, we we should accept that there are things that are still to happen in the Kosatu battle that we don't know, uh, which will shape the battle. And secondly, when you ask the question, Uh, What challenges does COSATU face in the future? We also must bear in mind that the challenges that face COSATU that will shape its future are not limited to this battle. For instance, whether COSATU becomes stronger or weaker going forward, whether the alliance becomes stronger or weaker going forward, or whether the ANC becomes stronger or weaker going forward, depends not only on what is going on in the alliance. It also depends on what is going on outside and how that is going to change. For instance, it depends on what will happen in attempts to realign politics on the left of the ANC because there is a political project coming out of this battle in, in Kosato that might lead um, in the fo- that might result in the formation of a, a, a so-called vanguard socialist party. So there, there is a political project aimed at realigning politics uh, on the left of the ANC. At the same time, if you looked on the right of the ANC, uh, what will happen there in terms of whether the DA will continue making gains or not and what the nature of those gains will be, that too um, will, will determine the future of COSATU and the alliance. And, and maybe the last thing I should mention is the economy, uh, both at a global and domestic level. Um, that objective factor, um, as one of the objective factors, will also determine what's going to happen to, to Kosato. So when you answer this question, we must not look only at uh, what is happening now. We must also look, lastly, at each of the unions involved here. Because, you know, when we talk about the fact that Kosato is divided, mm-hmm. we're talking about divisions at two levels. At the level of Kosato 
as a collective at a federal level. But you're also talking about challenging facing Kosatu with regard to the possibility of divisions within each of its affiliates when it comes to this battle. Um, Mr. Charlie, Charlie, um, I mean, Aubrey has uh, said quite a bit uh, right now, but, you know, one of the issues that I want to pick up on from all that he has said, and uh, you can feel free to respond to all of it, but the question about Kosatu's independence at the moment, and um, the founding General Secretary Jay Naidu also in an article that he wrote alludes to this, and um, he says that, you know, amongst other things, um, Kosatu uh, should never concede to become a conveyor belt of any political party, including the ANC, and uh, that it is Kosatu's absolute duty to safeguard the independence of uh, the Federation against yellow unionism. So what's your take on all of this? Uh, good morning. Let me just first indicate that the line is a little bit... Uh not good because I'm on the cell phone and I want to give you first the landline so that as we try to speak, you can try to connect me through the landline. The number will be zero. No, Mr. Nchani, Nchani, don't give it on the, don't give it, uh, i tell you what, I'm going to put you back to okay. our producers and they will try and get yeah. you back on a better line. In the meantime, I'll continue with um, Obri Machitke on uh, this particular matter, uh, talking about what Jane Naidu was saying. Now, you've already touched on it in part. Um, the fact that uh, you said that Kosatu made some strategic errors at a very pivotal point in uh, the political history of this country. But further to that, um, speaking of that independence and Kosatu becoming a conveyor belt, and many would say that if you look at what has happened of late, especially where you have um, union leaders who then become cabinet ministers and 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 people are saying that this has now become a springboard um you know in uh, this political careerism that people will become union leaders so that they can use that as a springboard to greater political ambition well let's go back to 1985 in my subjective view um kosato made the right decision when it decided that it was going to be part of the mass democratic movement and, and part, therefore, of the liberation movement in the fight against apartheid. I, I believe that was the correct um, um, decision. But when it comes to the post-liberation movement, I am surprised that we are surprised that there are actions um, in Kosato and the alliance. Because remember, uh, the liberation forces, the mass democratic movement, were united by a common purpose. Mm. Uh, the struggle against apartheid. Once you remove that in the post-liberation context, what you have uh, is a change in interests. And in that change in interest, something else follows, a conflict between those um, interests. So in part, what is playing out in Kosatu and what we saw playing out in the ANC since 2005 uh, should be explained in, in terms of this change and shift in interest and these interests coming into conflict with one another. Secondly, I am surprised that there seems to be an expectation that the alliance should last forever. Um, those of us who were in the mass democratic movement then, uh, or some of us, not all of us, um, were of the view that the alliance would break at some point and would break under one of two conditions. Uh, it would break either because of a sharpening of internal contradictions or it would break when it has uh, completed its uh, historic, historical mission. 
And clearly what is happening here is that the former is beginning to outrun the latter. Uh, and therefore, um, if you see a break in the alliance, it might happen uh, firstly because of a sharpening of internal contradictions. And that should not surprise us. So the Kosatu battle is part of what I think in the long term, when we look back, we shall see as a process of realignment. Now, it's not a given that in this process of realignment, you have a weaker Kosatu. It depends on the strategic and tactical choices that will be made uh, during uh, this period of decline. And if the correct choices um, are made or or fewer incorrect choices are made than the correct choices, then Kosatu can emerge stronger. The alliance might uh, emerge stronger. But to the extent that we must not equate the alliance to our democracy. We must also make, not make the mistake that our democracy will be defined only by what is going on within the alliance. Mm. And, and that's what that means for me, is that out of this actually may result a weaker alliance, may result a weaker ANC, um, a weaker SACP, but a stronger democracy. That's a possibility. But the opposite, of course, um, is, is also a possibility. And, and to come back to the issue of um, internal democracy, um, and the independence of the trade union movement. Remember, this is not a battle between good and a straightforward battle between good and evil, um, heroes and villains, um, angels um, and devils. So when people invoke the independence of uh, the trade union movement uh, against their opponents, we should not make the atomic assumptions that those who do so are the angels in this peace. Mm. And, um, you know, we are coming up to news time, uh, Mr. Mchalin Charlie. I'm going to give you uh, just a minute and then we'll go to news and I'll give you more time to continue making your point after the news break. Okay. Look, uh, I, I just thank you very much for, for the invitation. Let me just echo some of the issues that uh, uh, Mashik has raised. That uh, COSATU is a dynamic organization, is a broad church. Its memberships are recruited not based on any political affiliations. In taking its decision and taking its uh, posture, it has to be the processes of debate, and the majority wins the debate of the particular day, and it's expected at that time that all who participated in the debate has to follow that particular decision. So the challenges within COSATU is not new. He has been there for some time and is continue to be there moving forward. So what is happening in COSATU now, on one part might be that kind of continuously debate, which every three years we go to the Congress to test the validity and the relevance of a position that needed to be taken. If there's a need to change, the, then the, the, the decision of the Federation and its direction change from time to time. So why in that kind of a course uh, that we're debating, and more so because we're going to a Congress. So issues will be raised. Uh, of course, the issues of the alliance, as Mashiki is saying, is not new. It was debated in terms of our polit- political alliances, as early as in the formation of the COSA. To remember, there were other trade unions before. Others were regarded to be workerists in nature, in the form of uh, FOSATU. There were others who were regarded to be closer to the UTF at that particular time. So the debate continues. There's, there's nothing new 
This morning we are asking you, what impact, if any, will the latest spat within Kasatu have on the Federation and the Tripartite Alliance? Our lines are open 891 can also SMS us on 34701 or you can tweet or Facebook at Sakina Kamwendo or at AM Live on SAFM. And uh, speaking to Aubrey Machikri and um, Begin Chalinchali this morning, and uh, Ms. Chalinchali, we were speaking to you just before the break, and I just wanted to ask you, uh, to what extent do you believe that the decision to expel Vavi and Numsa is representative of the will of uh, the workers at large? Look, there, there, there are two issues in, in both decisions. That the Federation is governed by its constitution. It's got policies and it's got uh, policies that are applicable to everybody else and expected that everybody must abide by those particular principles. In taking the decision in both cases, it was not an easy decision to take. It was very, very difficult decision to take because both the NUMSA case, they made a massive contribution to the formation of COSATU, to its growth, and to the present status of COSATU, both in terms of uh, engagement, uh, in terms of shaping the policies of the Federation, Equally, the issues that the general secretary, the former general of COSATU, have made, has spent most of his life in the trade union movement, making a contribution to become its leader. In fact, it, it went through all the phases of the leadership, where he started as a shop steward, as a member, as a shop steward, as an organizer, until at this particular state. But all of us, as we indicated, we must be, or I mean, aware and to the organizational discipline that we are not an organization, we are not COSATU, we are part of the COSATU, we are the leadership, we are not above COSATU. If we do something wrong, we need to be brought to book, we need it to be corrected. And they went through that particular process, both of them, they eventually were dismissed by this federation. So in terms of what COSATU have done in relation to those issues, in ensuring that we abide by the discipline, organizational discipline of the organization, we could not turn blind eye when the two formations, I mean, NUMS on one hand and the former general secretary, is out of touch in terms of defying the COSATU principles. They have to be disciplined. The impact of that, on one hand, is that it sends a message to everyone that you have to uh, be governed by the rules of the organization and you have to comply with them without exception. What will the impact? Of course, that every individual will got his or her supporters. Whether that uh, decision is correct or not, there will be people who are sympathetic. We live in a society where people who have different views. What will be the impact? In our view is that it might be both negative and positive. In a sense, that will be said, the COSATU Central Executive Committee have taken a decision. If that decision is not correct, this, the, the, the national congresses will review this decision and be able to say, it, if you are done injustice, you are instated. If not, then the decision will, will stay. And in that processes of uh, changes and going through the changes, the organization in the immediate effect 
people will be disappointed, its members will be divided, but they're going to outgrow, they're going to debate, and they're going to reassert themselves and say, here we are, what is the way forward in moving, I mean, moving forward. Our view is that the decision is correct if it's explained properly to the members in their own organization, not now in the federation, in their own union, we hope and believe that they will have taken the same decision if the general secretary took a public stance and said, I'm deliberately defying the structures that I'm supposed to report to. So the political implication mm-hmm. is not now, as of now immediate. Is the question that in the short term, workers will be weaker. I think workers are going to overcome this particular strategy and they are going to be going back to their businesses, going back to mm. their trenches, organize themselves. Remember, all the members that we are talking about here belong to a trade union. Cosatu, uh, they are member of Cosatu by association of their unions. If their union do not service them properly, they will look for home somewhere else. But if their union service them properly, they will remain in their union, whether that union is in Cosatu or outside of Cosatu. Of course, we believe that Cosatu is still relevant. Comrade will come back and debate and shape the direction or the future direction of the Federation. Do you think that uh, Vavi and um, Numsa could be correct when they say that uh, that they've always known that they do not have the numbers within the CEC, but that they do believe that if this is put to a broader, a bigger vote, as in Congress, for example, that they would have the numbers? Look, this is not first by numbers. This is about whether substantively the issue that they are raising and their action that they have taken is a correct action. I don't believe any single member, including the members of NUMSA themselves, that it will be correct to violate the COSATU principle that one union, one industry. I don't believe anybody in his sober sober mind will say it is correct for one union to, in its organizing strategy, attempt to liquidate another union. I don't believe anybody can come to a different conclusion. Whether people, because they got an allegiance to that particular individual on idea, irrespective of its correctness, can then turn their blind eye and vote in a particular way. I don't believe that workers will do. I don't even believe that if this matter is taken back to NUMSA and ask their members whether it's correct for them to liquidate another union that will be able to succeed. So going to the Congresses is in the Constitution. And uh, the CEC was of the view, the majority people in the CEC who represent the CEC on the basis that they get their mandate from their members. I don't see how it can then change in the Congress if those leaders were carrying the mandate of their members through their structures. Aubrey? Well, Mr. Nchalinchal is correct. Uh, that substant- substantive issues are important. Um, where I would differ is that numbers do not matter. Um, in, in the very CEC uh, that asked Mr. Bavi, uh, the matter came down to uh, numbers. But more importantly, um, he invokes principles such as uh, organizational discipline, and both sides have been doing that. Uh, the interesting thing for me is that they've been doing so in pursuit of ends that are antithetical to each other.
Well, let's hear what our listeners have to say on this particular matter. What impact, if any, do you think the latest spat within Kosatu will have on the Federation and on the Tripartite Alliance? 891 Let's go to Gift in Nelson Mandela Bay. Good morning. Morning, Sakina, and morning to your guest. Look, I must say, Sakina, that uh, let me congratulate you for inviting Obrima Shikud because to me he has been providing a very sober analysis and I think there's been proper job depth from the side of Kevin Charlie Charlie in listening to his posture because he's not dealing with the content, he's dealing with the form. Secondly, I think I want to start by saying history will judge the current bunch of leaders of Kosato very harshly. Because to me, their action has been the biggest betrayal of the workers' struggle in the history of this country. Thirdly, Sakina, I, th- I think the, the failure of the liberation movement is all to resolve the national gender and class questions post-1994 and letting the black and African capitalists in the movement to win the day. I think to me, this has and the deepening of the colonial capitalist mode of production in this country and its social relations and thus deepening and worsening unemployment, mass poverty and inequalities. Secondly, the crisis in Kosato, I think to me, is a reflection of the class contradiction and class struggles that are broadly playing themselves out in South Africa and in the liberation movement and its formation between the sovereign black and African proletariat and the forces of the South African colonial capitalists and imperialists. But lastly, I think the crisis in Kosato again must be understood as a reflecting the contradiction between those leaders in Kosato, in particular the likes of Stumo, who has been won over to the side of the defenders of a neoliberalist African capitalism under the guise of taking responsibility for the NTR and those who are determined to continue to pursue the struggle for socialism in this country. And I think this current bunch of leaders, to me, they have sold out the working class of this country. And I'm not apologetic about that. Thank you so much, Gift. Let's go to Mike Newlands. Hi, Mike. Hi, good morning, SK and the panel. I want to partly agree with Gift, and I must say your choice of candidate is very good. And uh, I wanted to say that the trouble with Kasatu is that it's actually lost its market. The, the, the Kasatu had a, a real reason, and a revo- it was a revolutionary party, but when the moment the ANC was elected, they no longer have a function. Their, their core function now is to, in fact, look after the workers, and they don't. That, that is what they should be doing. The workers don't need a revolution. We've got a revolution, but if you listen to war talk, from the gentleman from Kasatu about in the trenches and comrade this and comrade that. That's all a complete nonsense. All he is trying to do is to keep the members together, they'll pay their fees, then the union leaders themselves earn fabulous salaries, all of them are extremely wealthy from Bladen to Mike downwards. And, uh, and then, of course, they supply a nice voting base for the ANC to from. But the fact of the matter is the workers themselves are getting poorer, they're getting disillusioned, and they're not happy to buy a product that really doesn't exist anymore. The unions need to do what they were originally designed for, and that is to look after the welfare of their workers. And, and society, finally, SK, must unhitch its wagon from the ANC and not hitch its wagon to any other political party. The moment you do that, then the political party calls the shots, and the ANC has to then look to the political party first to decide what to do and ignores the wishes of its workers. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much, Mike. Um, Hassan Logat here in Joburg. Good morning. Two points, uh, Sakina. One is that sometimes people project the fight as between public sector unions or the more recent unions and the other more slower building manufacturing unions like the metal union. Part of it is true, but, you know, it doesn't explain why the likes of Madisha, uh, uh, Salim Valian from Kausa and others got kicked out. So both sides had had a sectarian politics, although I must say that that, that uh, the NUMSA is trying to refine, re-find its own 
uh, roots because in many ways some of its own leadership went across to the Communist Party uh, early 1990s, so it's not a clear story. The second issue I really want to say that the battle is that, that the current leadership of unions, most of them, and sometimes on both sides of the divide, have smelled power uh, links to, to big money and also to political power. I mean, at times when I was working in various of these unions, there, was, there were more uh, flags from metropolitan life, from funders, the T-shirts have funders, uh, sponsors, names on there rather than revolutionary slogans. So I think it's not a bad moment for the country to re, re go, the, you know, revisit uh, their roots. But, you know, both sides of them have, have taken a rocky side. Uh, but I, I do think the battle will be fought around corruption and, and uh, whether people really listen to the members. Some who has got currently 135 workers who have been suspended, although the court reinstates them, for, for, for blowing the whistle on their own union. So this battle is going to start on another level. Thank you so much, Hassan Longat. David, you're calling from Durban. I'd like to say that um, all revolutions follow the same pattern. First of all, the first, uh, first phase is always uh, um, started by idealistic people. Then the second phase is uh, carried on by more practical people. And the third phase is just uh, 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 people who are absolute criminals. Now, we've seen the first phase go, and it's quite under, uh, easy to understand because when everybody was fighting apartheid, they had a common cause. In, in Russia, you had the Tsar. In, uh, in France, you had uh, the uh, French aristocracy. Once that, uh, that uh, uh, cause is, is gone, you, you have to have practical people because there's no danger any longer. You have to run the country. And then finally, <coughs> you just have a lot of criminals uh, uh, entering the the, um, uh, the uh, revolution. And I'm afraid that in the case of South Africa, we are in the third phase of, of revolution. The, what brought the Russian uh, uh, Russian Marxism down was corruption and and the rise of the black market. Okay, thank you so much, David, for your contribution. And uh, let me just run through a few of the uh, messages coming through. Elias in Tembisa says, The reason I like Aubrey is because he's spot on. The motive behind the alliance was to fight the then regime. After 94, they were supposed to go their own way. That's from Elias. Uh, This one says, Is Kosato about to do a Madisha on Vavi? Well, it's an article uh, written by Ntate Aubrey on uh, the 4th of March, 2013. Guess what? It happened exactly as he said, big ups uh, for that piece and uh, you disagree with them, um, they bring all sorts of allegations on you and uh, then looking at Mike in Emalatheni, his uh, SMS this morning he says, whoever says Kosatu must never become a conveyor belt for ANC does not understand our history and politics, we just need to manage obsession with careerism uh, that happens at the expense of worker interest. Bafo in Taung says, when Umbeki was expelled in 2008, Vavi in an interview said he should have seen it coming. Indeed, politics is a cruel game. Uh, Joyce says, thanks to Matlatsi Gallens for brilliant research there. She always brings together the world into our minds. Uh, not all members of trade unions agree with you. Are we not going to see another Marikana where members, where members are to kill each other on the ground because of your decision? And uh, this one says, uh, Comrade Vavi has consistently taken Congress mandates of asserting Kosatu independence 
independence and accountability to the interests of its members. He is paying the price for that now. Taking your views on this matter, let's just take a few more calls. 891 Mr. Ndawuni in Cape Town, good morning. Good morning, ma'am. How are you? Well, and you? Yeah, this is Lumgila, Mr. Loverman, Ndawuni from Cape Town, ma'am. Uh, I just want to go back, man. Kosachi, uh, you know, Mumsa, they wanted a, a, a Congress. They wanted a Congress uh, to these guys of Timur Ramin. And then, now, they, they didn't want it, and then they, they expelled Numsa. After that, Stumo and his homeboy said that they're they going to have a conference in September. Why now? Were they supposed to say yes at that time when we, uh, before they expel in, uh, Numsa? Okay, got now you. That, uh, yeah, did you get it? I got you. I okay. got your question. Thank you so much, Mr. Loverman Dawuni. Neto in, in the Eastern Cape, good morning. Thank you. Good morning, lady. No, I want to comment about this. This is the third day in the history of the workers of South Africa, the demise of Kosatu. Secondly, the, the leader there representing Kosatu is selective. When they were questioned about the, constitu- the constitutionality of the presence of Lossi in the in the PC Eastern Cape, uh, Kosatu. They refuse to adhere to the constitution. That is no longer there. Okay. Secondly, la- lastly, mm-hmm. there is a deadlock in, in the salary negotiations for public service. I wonder where they will get the workers to support their demand. Thank you. Thank you so much, Neto. A few more messages. Uh, Joe in Peter Maritzburg says, Objective existing material conditions dictate that the vicious and brutal class struggle continues. Hani didn't die in vain. Take solace in the fact that Mzansi's working class, some of whom are beer and combo tea drinking because they can't afford expensive whiskies, are capable of sifting wood from shaft. The struggle continues. Lisiba Rampisa in Khobokwane says, This is an unnecessary platform to attack Kosatu, we uh, now start a new journey of rebuilding our federation. Ngwako Macha in Ivory Park says Vavi thinks he is important. With or without Vavi, Kosatu will remain a stronger and bigger federation. Sizwe says Begin Chalinchali, Bladen Zimandes, Dumot Lamini must not celebrate yet because there's more to come and Vavi must just relax. Tsepo Matsumi in Bloemfontein, Vavi can't just work with the collective. He couldn't work with Madisha. He was removed unceremoniously and now of late he can't work with Dumor. He's a troublemaker. Um, Kosipi in Peter Maritzburg says there's no Kosatu that will represent the interest of workers as long as Dumor and Franz Damini are there. They are the newly adopted sons of the Oppenheimer family. And an unsigned one, uh, there, has, uh, there has been a boardroom coup in Kosatu by a leadership which is unaccountable to its members. They rather take instructions from outside and if they don't listen to the members, members will do to them what workers did to the sweetheart federations of the past. Those are some of the messages coming through. Mr. Nchalinchali? Look, people will have different views in terms of what they they say. What is happening in Kosatu in terms of what people now call the boardroom coup is the same decision and practices that uh, remove Matisha and everybody have no issue to raise at that particular time. Now we have followed the same procedure, the same constitution, and we have removed the former general secretary. 
we're not celebrating on these matters. It's a, it's a painful thing, as I've indicated, but it was necessary to be done. But I just wanted to, to raise two issues. There are people who say now COSATU has been useless. My question to them is that since when has it been useless? Because Zulinzi Mavava now has been kicked off of the federation, or COSATU has been weak over the, the, the years that has been... Kosato has been facing challenges up and down all the time. But members on the ground, the last surveys we did was that workers under Kosato are better off than workers not organized. Kosato has been growing. It started in 1985 with 300,000 members. As of today, it got 1.8 million members. And members are joining. So there will be different views. But as long as trade unions give quality service to their members on the shop floor, those unions will remain relevant. COSAT will remain relevant. So we've got a bright future, in my view. If workers can be disciplined, we must work hard, we must listen to our members, and we must carry their mandate so that at all times we remember that we are here because we are elected by members. And when members don't want us, they will be able to remove us following the same constitution that people are talking about. Aubrey? Well, you know, when you analyze the COSATU matter, um, if we're tempted to reduce it to a battle between angels and devils, uh, we must remember that your enemy's enemy is not always your friend. That's the first thing. The second thing is that if we end up with a rival federation being formed, as a result of these battles. Those who remain in COSATU and those who are going to become part of a new federation must remember that we got to this point partly because of the cult of personality. And therefore, they will have to avoid uh, the pitfalls of the cult of personality. Uh, Thirdly, um, we need to have a substantive conversation about the nature of the state uh, and whether the nature of the post-apartheid state gives effect to the aspirations of our people. And then lastly, I think we have not critiqued enough uh, the forces that are trying to realign politics on the left of the ANC because we're treating them as uh, uh, angels. What I would say to them is uh, that they should consider um, or should think about whether it is enough to limit themselves to a Marxist-Leninist agenda or whether they should flirt to some extent with the idea of a post-Marxist reality, which reality would give you more options in addition to or other than uh, a Leninist-Marxist pathway. Mm. And of course, you know, many of the questions that you've raised this morning, we will endeavor to answer as we move closer and closer to that Congress. Uh, for example, Mike's question on whether the uh, whether Kosatus should unhitch its wagon from the ANC, as he put it, or, um, you know, uh, uh, revisiting its roots, as Hassan Logan pointed out. Um, Dawuni asking why now with regard to the timing of the Congress and not agreeing to a special Congress. So all of these questions we have noted and what we will do as uh, we approach that Congress, we will try and unpack them individually. So thanks so much to um, our guests this morning for uh, contributing and, um, you know, making this what it was. Obrey Machitke, thanks for coming in. Thank you for having me. And uh, Mr. Begin Chalinchali, uh, thanks for your time as well this morning. Thank you very much. And of course, to you, our listeners, as always, fantastic participation, really appreciated, and to the production team for making sure it went out loud and clear.